Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in lovely Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host, as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in the Greenville area. You can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. Just a reminder, please subscribe to the show. Please leave a rating or a review if you're using Apple Podcasts or if you're using Spotify. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, which we now have a, uh, a YouTube uh, playlist, don't search for Selling Greenville. Again, if you want to find it on YouTube, this will be a good episode to watch on there. Uh, just search for my name, Stan McCune, M-C-C-U-N-E. Uh, you'll find me on there, and I have a playlist for the Selling Greenville podcast on there. Someone else already stole the Selling Greenville channel, um, so I don't have access to that, but you can find me by just looking up my name on YouTube. Um, there's going to be a bunch of, of different graphics that we're going to be showing in today's show, so that would be a good one uh, to tune into at that point. Uh, please like, leave comments, subscribe to my channel, all of that kind of stuff. I have more plans for that channel um, in the future, so I'm really hoping to to be able to grow that and to expand it. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors market stats for the month of March. They were a little bit delayed producing this. They had some kind of technical difficulties. So we're, we're nearing the end of April and we're just now getting uh, March statistics. Uh, but I think that this will be really helpful. There's a lot of very interesting things in the statistics uh, for this month. So we're just going to hop right in and I'm just going to Start right away uh, with the new listings data. Now, we, we're trying to track a few different things. We're trying to see where the market is going, but we're also we're, we're looking at things month on month. But as always, we're looking at things year on year. And again, this is the Greenville, South Carolina data. Um, so some of this data and some of my conclusions are not necessarily going to apply to the rest of the country. That's an important thing to keep in mind. Uh, but the very first thing we need to look at is new listings. New listings for the month of March uh, were actually quite strong. It was 1,929 new listings. Um, historically, that, that's a, a pretty good number. And that was up 8.8% year-on-year from March of 2022 when the number was 1,773. So that's good. That's a positive. We've been needing more new listings, more new listings, uh, more properties coming on the market. That is one of the, the biggest problems with the market right now is that inventory is so tight. And so uh, that impacts everything. It just causes the entire market to, to shrink and contract because most people that are buying a house need to sell a house as well. Um, and then most people needing to buy a house, they need those new listings to be on the market for them to do that. And we just haven't been seeing a lot of new listings. You can look historically, there's a lot of uh, a lot of low numbers on here, a lot of negative numbers the past several months. Uh, but now we have two straight months of, uh, three straight months rather, of year-on-year positive uh, new listing data. February was only up 0.7% year-on-year, um, but we hopped back up to 8.8% year-on-year. That's the highest year-on-year total that we've had in new listings since September of last year. So that that is good. That's an indicator of the market getting a little bit hotter as we enter into uh, this busy, what's what's supposed to be the busy spring season. Obviously, it's not as busy as it uh, as it has been the past few years, but we knew that was going to happen. Um, if we look at pending sales, I've told you guys this a gazillion time if you're a longtime listener or watcher of the show. 
Uh, pending sales is always a month behind. So if you remember last time we went through these uh, GGAR market stats, the pending sales for the, the month of February was in the 700s. So we typically have to uh, adjust we, these numbers. Well, well, we're typically looking at the month before, so we'll look at February. Um, and then I'm going to assume that the numbers for March are probably about 400 uh, pending sales behind, something like that. I don't know why that's the case, but it consistently is. But pending sales for February, since, since we need to go back and look at that, we had 1,216 pending sales. What does that mean? That that was down 10.9% year on year from February of 2022, and it was at 1,365. So again, this is what we're seeing. The market contracted, and the market has been contracting, but not at the rate that it was to end 2022. If you're looking at this on YouTube, you can see that the final three months of 2022, we had uh, negative increases or decreases uh, of uh, above 24%, and, and we had 24.8% in October, uh, minus 28.6% in November, minus 25.7% pending sales in uh, in December. So it's been much, much uh, less dramatic to start this year. January was only down 6.9%. February was only down 10.9%. Uh, March is going to be down as well. I would anticipate that this March number, which is currently showing 970 Probably next month will be redacted to being around 1,400. Uh, that will be down from March of 2022, which was 1,575. Uh, but this is just what we're seeing. Because of the interest rate increases, the mortgage rate increases, pending sales, everything is down. The market has contracted. We're not going to have as many sales or as many closings as we did the year before. Now, that being said, um, it's not as bad as it could be. I mean, if, if you're looking, again, at the at the actual trend, um, the the numbers that we, where we've been hovering around, hovering around the the twelve hundred uh, pending sales number, historically that's not that bad of a number. In fact, just going back a few years ago, that would have been towards the top end of the market. Um, so even though the market has contracted and it feels like it's contracted a lot in comparison to the past few years, historically not as bad as uh, as you would think, given the sharp sharp mortgage rate increase that we've seen uh, the past nine to 10 months, uh, even going back a little bit further than that. Closed sales, this is usually an, an accurate uh, point of uh, an accurate data point on here. And this is very interesting. Closed sales were, again, we're talking about the market contracting, but for the month of March, closed sales were only down 7.6%. Um, now, remember, closed sales are... That's, that's when a, a, a property actually sells, not when it goes under contract. That's what pending sales is. Pending sales is when it goes under contract. So obviously, closed sales reflects what's happened in the previous few months. So we just said that February uh, and, uh, well, January was only down 6.9%. February was only down 10.9% in terms of pending sales. So it makes sense that closed sales was only down 7.6%. But we're seeing a, a trend here. So... Um, we had started to see going back from uh, really from July of last year and 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 June of last year as well, and that's that's kind of when uh, most people that really study the housing market they consider that we went into a housing recession starting in June of last year. We saw mostly negatives year on year in closed sales since then, but it really started to ramp up again 
towards the the fourth quarter of last year when we started going into double digit negatives for closed sales. This is the first month since August of last year. March was the first month since August of last year that we went into uh, that we weren't in double digit negatives for closed sales. So again, this is an indicator that we have uh, a a stronger market than if you're if you're reading headlines about. Uh, you know, how bad the market is right now, all these things, it is a stronger market in Greenville than you might realize. Uh, and and this is really astonishing to me that the closed sales could be in single digit negatives. I, I really would have expected this to have been throughout the entire year in double digits, as long as we have these interest rates well above 6%. Um, so uh, I, I find that interesting. That's just a testament to the resiliency of the Greenville market. This is also a very interesting stat. The days on market until sale. This is something that we track very closely because this directly correlates to how hot the market is, right? This is the average number of days between when a property is listed and when an offer is accepted in a given month. I've been saying that I would not be shocked if this number soared into the 70s or 80s, simply because we have all of these listings from months and months ago that just priced that just were priced way too high. And so then eventually, once they go under contract, once they sell, then my theory was that we would see a glut of a bunch of properties that have been on the market for uh, three, four, five months uh, that finally go under contract because they were just really overpriced. They finally go under contract below what they were, uh, well below what they were listed for. And then we'll see this number soar. But that hasn't happened yet. We have seen it soar. So I I, I was right uh, in that prediction up until uh, February when we saw it soar up to 57 days on market, which is a 90% year-on-year increase from February 2022, which was 30 days. Now, March, though, we saw a month-on-month, basically, things go flat. March only went up to 58 days. So one day longer day on market versus February. That being said, that is a 100% increase, the largest year-on-year increase that we've seen um, basically in any of these charts from the 29 days on market that we saw in March of 2023. Still, um, I'm a little bit surprised by that number. That is not as high as I would expect it to be because we're seeing a lot of properties right now that are, uh, like I said, that have been on the market for a while that are finally going under contract. Sellers finally coming to grips with the fact that the market has changed and and they're lowering their prices and realizing, okay, I can't just list my home for $40,000 over what it's worth and expect to get it under contract pretty close to that. You have to really take seriously what your home is worth and list it for that number and not just get sloppy on, okay, well, I mean, there's never been a home in this neighborhood that sold above $500,000, but I'm just going to go ahead and list for five hundred seventy-five dollars just for kicks. I don't have any data to support that. People did that for a while, and and it didn't penalize them that much when, when we had this this pandemic boom in the real estate market, but people that are doing that now are getting heavily, heavily penalized, and it's a it's a bad idea. Don't do it. Um, but all of that to be said, that that was why I thought that this number would soar. But the fact that this number has kind of flatlined at least for now tells me something very important because we are seeing all, a lot of those homes that have been on the market for a while going under contract and selling. Uh, after having been on the market for several months. This number tells me that we're seeing a lot of homes negate that 
by virtue of them going under contract right away. We're having a lot of, and I'm running into this right now, multiple offer situations. They're back. They're back. It's not a positive uh, for for most people. It's a positive if you're looking to sell your home. Um, but we had this this seasonal slumber that happened in the fourth quarter of last year that bled really, really late, that kept going into the first quarter of this year. Well, guess what? Things have been picking up quite a bit, and I've been telling you guys this for the past several weeks. Things have been picking up, and that's reflected in this data. If this hu- stays hovering around this uh, 58 to 60 day marker, that's going to tell me a lot. That's going to tell me that this market has has really gone from being really cooled off to starting to heat up. And if we see this number start to go down, that'll really be telling. So this is going to be one of the things I'll be tracking most closely. Um, last time we had this uh, conversation, we had a real heart-to-heart conversation about median sales price, right? Because I've been saying for months now, the number that I've been looking at for the median sales price in, in order to kind of assess where we are with the market, I've been looking to see if that would go below 285000 You can go back months upon months. I've been saying this. If it went below $285,000, that would tell us that we're seeing prices decrease in a non-seasonal way, right? We always see the median sales price come down uh, seasonally. That's a byproduct of a lot of things. Uh, most of which is that the more expensive homes tend to not be selling during the uh, during the holiday season and whatnot. Um, but but it tends to pick up during the spring. So what I wanted to see was would that number during the the slow season of real estate would it go below two hundred eighty five? And I have some data behind that. It's a little bit of an art and a science to it. But long story short, last month we got really close. We, we saw basically a 0%, I, I guess a 0.01% increase year on year for February when it went uh, from 289,900 median sales price in February of 2022, only up to 290,000 in February of this year. Um, well, 290,000 is really, really close to 285,000, right? Well, guess what? March, it jumped back up to 299,900, uh, basically $300,000. And that is a year on year increase of 1.7%. So, again, the resiliency of the Greenville market is showing here. Uh, now, a 1.7% uh, year on year increase is nothing in comparison to what we had seen in, uh, in months prior. Uh, in May of 2022, it was a 20.5% increase year on year. But we knew that this was going to happen. It had to happen, right? Because housing got way, way more expensive overnight when the Fed started increasing their mortgage rates. And so things have just become less affordable as a as a result of this. Um, so, uh, but that being said, we're not seeing a decrease, right? You're You're seeing... All these headlines, I'm sure if you're if you're looking at the clickbait that's out there of real estate prices going down, they are not going down. What has gone down is the increase now is much less. It's no longer a 20% year-on-year increase. Now we're seeing these increases in the single digits all the way down to 1.7%. But that's an increase from February of this year, which was basically flat from February of the year before. So again, continue to monitor that, but it does not appear that we have uh, have seen a seasonal, uh, a greater than seasonal decrease in home prices. Home prices do appear to still be going up. And based on my read of the room, I anticipate that that will continue 
Um, but but we'll just have to see. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go against what the data says. I'm a data guy, and if the data disagrees with me, I'm gonna side with the data every day. Now I don't spend a whole lot of time uh, looking at average sales price because average sales price is really heavily weighted by the by properties on the high end of the spectrum that sell or properties on the low end of the spectrum that sell. I don't find a ton of value in the average sales price, but I do think it's worth noting that this was the first month, March of 2023, in a long time that we did see a decrease in average sale, sales price of 1.4% year on year. So it went from 351 uh, and change uh, in March of 2022 down to 346 and change, closer to 347 uh, year on year in March of, of this year. I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in that. That just tells me that the uh, that there are fewer, more expensive homes that sold in March of 2023 in comparison to March of 2022. That That is the most likely reason for that happening. Um, the percent of list price received, this is also a very, very interesting thing. So um, I wasn't, this, this is one of the things that I, I've been tracking that I really wasn't sure what was going to happen with this. And I've not made any major, major bold predictions when it comes to this. Um, this is the percentage found when dividing a property's sales price by its most recent list price, and they then taking the average for all properties sold in the giving month, given month, not accounting for seller concessions. Seller concessions meaning um, if a seller is paying for some of the buyer's closing costs, that type of thing. Um, or if the seller is paying for a home warranty for the buyer, uh, those are those are kind of seller concessions. It does not account for that. Um, and so, obviously, as as you guys probably know, if you've been listening or watching this show for a while, you know that we were over a hundred percent year-on-year percent of list price received uh, for quite some time. We we had a, a good stretch from 2021 through 2022 where that was the case, and then around June of 2022 that started to go down. The question was, how far would it fall? The pre-pandemic norm was around 98%. That was what we were used to for quite, quite some time, basically since 2017. Um, well, it got down all the way down to, in in, Feb, in January and February, down to 97.8%. But it's basically been hovering for the for several months in that 98% range. Well, it, it went up from February, 97.8% of list price received up an entire half a percentage point in March to 98.3% uh, of list price received. Now, that is a big decrease from March of 2022, uh, which was 101.2%, an insane number. Uh, but still, now we are seeing things, indicators that the market is still pretty stable right now. We're not seeing a big drop-off in demand. We're seeing a stabilization of demand. We already had the big drop-off, right? The big drop-off happened, and now things are stabilizing, and we're seeing an increase that is what we would expect for this time of year. Um, so if we see that just kind of stabilize in the 98% range, that's that's a good thing. But right now, that big increase from February to March tells me that the market has been heating up. I saw that personally in my own business, but that tells me on a meta level that that's what's happening. Now, this is really, uh, really interesting. I don't know what exactly happened here, but apparently the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors completely retooled their housing affordability index. Now, the thing that I have to assume is that they uh, basically 
recalculated the uh, median household income for the Greenville area. That's the only way that I can that I can figure that they did that because the housing affordability index measures housing affordability for the for the region. I'm just going to read this just straight off of the text. I always do this. For example, an index of 120 means the median household income is 120% of what is necessary to qualify for the median priced home under prevailing interest rates. A higher number means greater affordability. Um, well, what's what's weird is that we've been seeing this number like way, way below, like in the 80s. Um, but for some reason, this month, it jumped back up to where it seems like we're pretty close to 100. So 100 would be, uh, if if we see this number at 100, that would mean that the that basically the median price uh, or the median household income can't afford the median priced home. Um, well, right now, according to this data, they retooled the data, and we had been for the past three months over a, at or over 100. But then for March, it dipped below 98, uh, meaning that. Uh, Basically, the median household income cannot afford the median priced home, but it's pretty close, right? It's pretty close to 100. So um, so I, I don't know exactly what to make of that. I'll try to see if I can get an answer for that, for why that, num- why that uh, got so retooled. Um, inventory of homes for sale. Moving right along here. Inventory hopped back up from, it had been in the low 3000s. It hopped back up to 3,530 for the month of March. Um, this is the number of properties available for sale and active status at the end of a given month. Um, this number honestly seems high to me. I mean, this is not what I'm seeing when I'm doing searches. I'm seeing around 2,600 um, typically. So I'm not exactly sure where they got this number from, but it's a big increase from uh, from the prior month and a big increase from the prior year. Now we are seeing people uh, list more homes right now. As I already said, the new listings are up. So this is reflective of that. But this 3,500 number is still well below the pre-pandemic norms of being around 4,000 uh, homes for sale. Um, and demand is still, you know, which, which, we, which we measure in some of these other ways that we've been talking about. Demand is still in a lot of ways higher than it was uh, pre-pandemic. So um, at least in, in the Greenville area. So we'll continue to track that. Um, but inventory... We already we all know this inventory is running really low, and as I've said on previous episodes of the show, a lot of the active inventory right now is new construction, and that um, is a problem for a lot of people. A lot of people don't want new construction; they're they're not uh, impressed with with what's available. Um, we just did an entire show on that. So um, so real inventory, uh, even as this number picks up, until the percentage of new construction to resale to active. Uh, to uh, existing home sales, until that kind of rebalances, this inventory is going to feel a lot lower than it is. Even if we do see it go into that 4,000 range, that is not going to be comparable to what what it was pre-pandemic. Because pre-pandemic, the percentage of new construction uh, inventory to existing home sale inventory was just completely different. It it were far fewer new construction homes uh, in in comparison. So, um, So this number... This inventory is still very low. Month supply of inventory. Um, this one is this number is pegged to the pending sales, so we can't really look at at March's numbers. That's going to be inaccurate. But we can look at February's number and look at the trend, and the trend is not positive. Again, this is the trend indicates that things started to slow down in the fourth quarter of last year, where you can see that 
uh, February month supply went from so we had been around like in, in the in the ones of month supply, which is insane. It started to go up as the year went on in 2022. Finally hit the mid twos in September, where it was at 2.5. October was 2.6 months. November 2.7 months, and then since November, the number has started to go back down. December was 2.5 months of inventory. January 2.4. February 2.3. March is saying 2.9, but that's going to be inaccurate because, again, the pending sales um, for the most recent month, which directly impact this month's supply, is inaccurate. It's probably going to – I don't know if it's going to keep this trend of going down, but I don't anticipate it being substantially higher than the 2.3 months of inventory that we had in February. So this is still massively a seller's market. Again, I've been saying this over and over again. We're in a housing recession, but it's still a seller's market. Very weird market, and that's driven by low inventory. Month supply of inventory, it it we probably need to see it go into the fours, perhaps the fives, before it starts to feel more like a buyer's market. We're nowhere near that. So right now, very much still a seller's market. Um, I'm not going to, uh, well, I'll, I'll just look at a, a couple of quick facts here. The uh, the price range with the strongest sales was the five hundred thousand to seven hundred fifty thousand uh, price range that had a twenty nine point three percent year on year increase and the bedroom count with the strongest sales was two bedrooms or less that was a negative increase um, but still the the highest the the closest thing we had to a strong sales number for the month of March because everything is decreasing right now so two bedrooms right now are a lot more popular than they were several years ago because people can't afford the three bedrooms anymore, right? That third bedroom is now a luxury for many people. People that, you know, a, a, a lot of times what we saw was couples um, would would get a three-bedroom home just because they could. And it's like, okay, well, I've got that extra bedroom if I want to have a kid, and then I've got a spare bedroom for an office and or for my guests. Well, now what they're having to do, because things have become so much less affordable, is say, forget it. I'm just going to go with the two-bedroom property. And uh, it's no surprise that the property with the strong, the property type with the strongest sales is condos. Those are primarily going to be those two-bedroom properties. And so condos, if, if you're looking for something inexpensive, condos are going to be your cheapest option. Now, condos tend to have higher HOA fees, things like that. Um, and, and so not, they aren't always as affordable as they would appear at first glance. Um, but they are still, uh, more affordable overall in comparison to, uh, traditional detached single family residences. Um, so we're seeing a lot of different things happen in the housing market right now. Um, but the, the long story short of it is that the market is still, uh, is it, as I said before, it's still a seller's market, and we're still seeing homes uh, that are priced correctly selling very quickly. We're still seeing uh, sellers getting upwards of ninety-eight percent of what they have their homes listed for, and uh, and and it's a very difficult market to buy in. That's just the reality of the situation. It's a challenging, challenging market to purchase real estate in because of how few homes there are for sale right now. Um, and, um, and I was listening to a, uh, a national, um, person, uh, someone that, that analyzes that the housing market on a national level. 
And uh, he was saying, you know, one of the strange things nationwide right now, a strange trend, is that uh, we haven't seen the normal seasonal spring bump in both inventory and demand. And he thinks it's coming. So we might end up seeing a late uh, a, a late bloom and perhaps a really contracted busy season to real estate this year. Um, we don't know. Nobody knows what's going to happen. It's, it's the Wild West right now. Um, what we do know is that uh, mortgage rates are going to con- most likely to continue to stay high. Now the Fed is predicting a recession or several people with the Fed are predicting a recession by the end of this year. No surprise. They've been trying to get us into a recession for a while now. Um, and, and so that's going to happen. We've already been in a housing market recession for a while. I don't think that a macro recession, as long as it's a mild recession, I don't think a, a nationwide recession is going to impact the housing market all that much. Um, because I think it's already, we've already had the impact. We've already experienced the pain. And that's why we're seeing some of these numbers, uh, return back to being more seller friendly than than the trend that they were going in. And so um so we'll just have to to keep tracking that and see what happens. Uh but right now not a lot of homes for sale. Homes are are still selling. Prices are still going up and uh and and the market appears to have stabilized despite all of the volatility that we'll see that we're seeing in in other parts of the economy. Uh so hopefully that was helpful for you guys. We will obviously keep you on the front lines of all of this data. I appreciate you guys watching and listening. You can find me on YouTube uh, at Stan McCune 7303. That's my weird username. I don't know how I got that. Um, maybe I'll, I'll change that at some point. But if you just search for, for my name on YouTube, you'll find me. Uh, please like, uh, subscribe to the show, do all that kind of stuff. Leave comments if you will. That would be really helpful uh, to get more people onto the show. I'd appreciate it as well. Um, if you guys are listening, please subscribe on whatever podcast uh, platform you're using. If you can, leave a rating and a review. I would appreciate that. And uh, all of my contact information is in the show notes. If you need a realtor in the Greenville area, I'm your guy. I appreciate you guys watching and listening. We will talk again next time.